Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Section 13 of Oriol or the Elixir of Life by William Harrison Ainsworth. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Sonia. Chapter 12. The Chamber of Mystery We shall now return to the night of Ebba's seizure by the mysterious stranger. Though almost deprived of consciousness by terror, the poor girl could distinguish, from the movements of her captor, that she was borne down a flight of steps, or some steep descent, and then for a considerable distance along level ground. She was next placed in a carriage, which was driven with great swiftness, and though it was impossible to conjecture in what direction she was conveyed, it seemed to her terrified imagination as if she were hurried down a precipice, and she expected every moment to be dashed in pieces. At length the vehicle stopped, and she was lifted out of it, and carried along a winding passage, after which the creaking of hinges announced that a door was opened. Having passed through it, she was deposited on a bench, when, fright overmastering her, her senses completely forsook her. On recovering, she found herself seated on a fauteuil covered with black velvet in the midst of a gloomy chamber of vast extent, while beside her, and supporting her from falling, stood the mysterious and terrible stranger. He held a large goblet filled with some potent liquid to her lips, and compelled her to swallow a portion of it. The powerful stimulant revived her, but at the same time produced a strange excitement against which she struggled with all her power. Her persecutor again held the goblet towards her, while a sardonic smile played upon his features. "'Drink!' he cried. "'It will restore you, and you have much to go through.' Ebba mechanically took the cup and raised it to her lips, but noticing the stranger's glance of exultation, dashed it to the ground. "'You have acted foolishly,' he said sternly. The potion would have done you good. Withdrawing her eyes from his gaze, which she felt exercised an irresistible influence over her, Ebba gazed fearfully round the chamber. It was vast and gloomy, and seemed like the interior of a sepulchre, the walls and ceiling being formed of black marble, while the floor was paved with the same material. Not far from where she sat, on an estrade, approached by a couple of steps, stood a table covered with black velvet on which was placed an immense lamp, fashioned like an imp supporting a cauldron on his outstretched wings. In this lamp were several burners, which cast a lurid light throughout the chamber. Over it hung a cap equally fantastically fashioned. A dagger with a richly wrought hilt was stuck into the table, 
and beside it lay a strangely shaped mask an open book an antique inkstand and a piece of parchment on which some characters were inscribed opposite these stood a curiously carved ebony chair at the lower end of the room which was slightly elevated above the rest hung a large black curtain and on the step in the front of it were placed two vases of jet what is behind that curtain shudderingly demanded ebba of her companion you will see anon he replied meanwhile seat yourself on that chair and glance at the writing on the scroll ebba did not move but the stranger took her hand and drew her to the seat read what is written on that paper he cried imperiously ebba glanced at the document and a shudder passed over her frame by this she cried i surrender myself soul and body to you <laughs> you do replied the stranger i have committed no crime that can place me within the power of the fiend cried ebba falling upon her knees i call upon heaven for protection avaunt as the words were uttered the cap suddenly fell upon the lamp and the chamber was buried in profound darkness mocking laughter rang in her ears succeeded by wailing cries inexpressibly dreadful to hear <laughs> ebba continued to pray fervently for her own deliverance and for that of Oriol in the midst of her supplications she was aroused by strains of music of the most exquisite sweetness proceeding apparently from behind the curtain and while listening to these sounds she was startled by a deafening crash as if a large gong had been stricken the cover of the lamp was then slowly raised and the burners blazed forth as before while from the two vases in front of the curtain arose clouds of incense filling the chamber with stupefying fragrance again the gong was stricken and ebba looked round towards the curtain above each vase towered a gigantic figure wrapped in a long black cloak the lower part of which was concealed by the thick vapour hoods like the cowls of monks were drawn over the heads of these grim and motionless figures mufflers enveloped their chins and they wore masks from the holes of which gleamed eyes of unearthly brightness their hands were crossed upon their breasts between them squatted two other spectral forms similarly cloaked hooded and masked with their gleaming eyes fixed upon her and their skinny fingers pointing derisively at her behind the curtain was placed a strong light which showed a wide staircase of black marble leading to some upper chamber and at the same time through the reflection of a gigantic figure upon the drapery while a hand the finger of which pointed towards her was thrust from an opening between its folds forcibly averting her gaze ebba covered her eyes with her hands but looking up again after a brief space beheld an ebon door at the side revolve upon its hinges and give entrance to three female figures robed in black hooded and veiled and having their hands folded in a melancholy manner across their breasts slowly and noiselessly advancing they halted within a few paces of her who and what are ye she cried wild with terror the victims of oriol replied the figure on the right as we are such will you be ere long what crime have you committed demanded ebba we have loved him 
replied the second figure is that a crime cried ebba if so i am equally culpable with you you will share our doom replied the third figure heaven have mercy upon me exclaimed the agonized girl dropping upon her knees at this moment a terrible voice from behind the curtain exclaimed sign or oriol is lost forever i cannot yield my soul even to save him cried ebba distractedly witness his chastisement then cried the voice and as the words were uttered a side door was opened on the opposite side and oriol was dragged forth from it by two masked personages who looked like familiars of the inquisition do not yield to the demands of this fiend ebba cried oriol gazing at her distractedly will you save him before he is cast living into the tomb cried the voice and at the words a heavy slab of marble rose slowly from the floor near where ebba sat and disclosed a dark pit beneath ebba gazed into the abyss with indescribable terror there he will be immured unless you sign cried the voice and as he is immortal he will endure an eternity of torture <laughs> i cannot save him so but i may precede him cried ebba and throwing her hands aloft she flung herself into the pit a fearful cry resounded through the chamber it broke from oriol who vainly strove to burst from those who held him and precipitate himself after ebba soon after this and while oriol was gazing into the abyss a tongue of blue flame arose from it danced for a moment in the air and then vanished no sooner was it gone than a figure shrouded in black habiliments and hooded and muffled up like the three other female forms slowly ascended from the vault apparently without support and remained motionless at its brink ebba exclaimed oriol in a voice of despair is it you the figure bowed its head but spoke not sign thundered the voice your attempt at self-destruction has placed you wholly in my power sign at this injunction the figure moved slowly towards the table and to his unspeakable horror oriol beheld it take up the pen and write upon the parchment he bent forward and saw that the name inscribed thereon was ebba thornycroft the groan to which he gave utterance was echoed by a roar of diabolical laughter oh. <laughs> the figure then moved slowly away and ranged itself with the other veiled forms all is accomplished cried the voice away with him on this a terrible clangour was heard the lights were extinguished and oriol was dragged through the doorway from which he had been brought forth end of the first book end of section 13